This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. So imagine you're driving down Highway 94, you're on your way to Chicago, and the the speed limit's 70 and you've got your cruise control set. What do you have it set at? And so you got your cruise control set and this car just comes zipping past you. It makes you look like you're standing still. It's got to be going like 90 miles an hour or something. What do you think when that happens? You think, right, that that person deserves a ticket. A little while later, just a few minutes, a few miles down the road, sure enough, you see the state patrol with their lights on. And you're going, I wonder if it's them. I wonder if they're going to get what they deserved. And as you get closer, sure enough, it's them. And as you drive by, you got a big smile on your face because they're getting what they deserve, you know, and, and maybe even, you know, have a label for them as, as you drive by, right? Well, today we're wrapping up our series, God is Here, Through Life's wilderness. And as we think back on this whole series, we look back at the children of Israel, they have a regrettable past, don't they? I mean, it's like they have amnesia over God's blessings and his promises, right? I mean, just picture they're they're this big nation, this whole nation, and they're set free from slavery without ever lifting up a hand, Okay, there was no protest, there was no riot, there was no fighting. God just led them to be set free, just as he said he would. You would think, right? You would think that if that was you, you would understand that God's full on for you, right? As they're making their way to the promised land, uh, as they left that slavery in Egypt, all of a sudden the Red Sea's in front of them. And here comes the Egyptian army. They're after them. The Egyptians have changed their mind, right? And and then remember, God parted the Red Sea so that the children of Israel walked through on dry ground, not muddy ground, okay? It was absolutely dry. It was easy to go across. They all get across, and there's the Egyptians there in that whole area of the Red Sea, and God has all that water come back on them. You would think, right? You would think that after those two things, the children of Israel would get it, that God is full on for us. All right? His word and his promises are true. The children of Israel, they're, they're on the way to the promised land. All right? And they get to the promised land. They're right there. They're right on the brink. And Moses sends in 12 spies to check out the land. And the land is just as God promised it would be. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, it was beautiful. It was fertile. It was California vineyard good stuff, all right? And the spies come back. And with a 10 to 2 vote, they tell the whole nation of Israel, the land is just like God said it would be, but man, the people are big. If we go in, they're going to destroy us. And what do the children of Israel do? They turn away from the promised land. 
They turn their backs on not only God's promises, but God himself. And you know what happens then, right? They start to complain and grumble. At first, they're grumbling and complaining. They, they don't have any food. And then God gives them food, and they start complaining. It's the same food all the time. Who would complain about food? I remember when I was in college, and I went with my buddies to the cafeteria one day for lunch, and I grabbed up the tray, and I'm standing in line, and I, I sarcastically am thinking to myself, I, I wonder what kind of burnt offering we're going to have today. Yeah. And it dawned on me, oh man, that's just like the children of Israel. Except maybe worse, right? You imagine what it was like if you're a little Hebrew boy or a Hebrew girl and you go, hey mom, what's for lunch? And she says, same thing we had yesterday. And the same thing we had the day before. And the same thing we had the day before, same thing we've had for 40 straight years. The children of Israel. Grumblers and, and complainers. And, and here's why I think their first team, all grumblers and complainers, okay? I think their first team, because they actually began to complain that they're free. <laughs> they began to grumble that they're not back in slavery in Egypt. Really? They have a regrettable past, full of rebellion giving up on God, worshiping false gods, an edgy impatience, an out-of-bounds sexual desire, and a lack of trust in God. And they're in the wilderness, okay? And we're not just talking about like the desert wilderness, the landscape. We're talking about a, a spiritual wilderness, the spiritual wilderness of their own said. As we look at them, as we consider all that stuff, right, they don't deserve anything good. <laughs> you know, they deserve only anything and everything bad. Enter wicked King Balak of Moab, that's right by the promised land, and he hires out a sorcerer by the name of Balaam, is willing to give Balaam tons of cash to just give the Israelites what they deserve. Put a curse on them. And Balaam's the guy to do it, okay? He is the perfect guy to do it because you know what his name means? The name Balaam means he who destroys people. It's the perfect guy to give them what they deserve. Now, I'm gonna assume that you, like me, have a past that you're not necessarily so proud of. And so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna play the TikTok finger down challenge, okay? For those of you who don't know what it is, what you do is you hold up your hands like this, and when I say something that describes you, you put a finger down, okay? And so if it describes you, you just put a finger down. And, and well, you know, because... There's people here and there's people maybe by you at home. Maybe if you just put your hands on your legs and, and when I say something, if it describes you, then just kind of maybe move that finger a little bit, all right? So put a finger down if you've ever done anything illegal. Put a finger down 
if you've ever made a bad decision, okay? Maybe it affected you, maybe somebody else, maybe both. Put a finger down if you've ever said something you wished you hadn't said. Put a finger down if you've ever rationalized a wrong. Put a finger down if you've ever drank too much. Put a finger down if you've ever had sex outside of marriage or thought about it. Put a finger down if you ever wish someone else got what they deserved. Put a finger down if you've ever taken advantage of grace. You know, I can do it because God will forgive me. Put a finger down if you've ever complained about a blessing. Put a finger down if you were looking more forward to God's blessing than God himself. Put a finger down if you're relieved that I haven't brought up the sin that you've been thinking about this whole time. You see, like the children of Israel, we have a messed up past. And God, by his grace, he's got us on the way to the promised land of heaven. But we've placed ourselves out in the wilderness caused by our own spiritual sin. Be honest. Have, have you ever thought that God had like a human-sized fly swatter and it maybe even had your name on it and he was going to get you? You were just waiting to get what you deserve and get smacked by God. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to Balak and Balaam. And remember, Balaam means he who destroys people. And Balaam's gonna have seven opportunities, seven chances to let Israel get what they deserve. The only thing is, is that Balaam can't say anything that God doesn't first let him say, okay? So Balaam's got seven chances to curse Israel. Give them what they deserve. And all seven times, instead of curses, Balaam blesses the people. And the fourth blessing is so cool. It's the best one of all, okay? Because that fourth blessing isn't just for the children of Israel. It's for you and me as well. It's for all people, okay? Here it is, Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. It says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. You see what that is? As you look at those words, what that is, is that's the promise of the Savior. I see him, but, but not now. You know, I behold him, but not near. He's coming He's out there. He's coming. And when he comes, he's going to be a star. He's going to shine into the darkness, into the darkness of our sin. And when he comes, he's going to have a scepter. He is going to be the king. He's going to rule over everything. And he's going to rule over everything and everyone with forgiveness, love, and mercy. This is the promise of the Savior who brings us peace instead of punishment. Deliverance 
instead of destruction. Forgiveness instead of fear. Okay, so here's takeaway number one. In Christ, I'm completely forgiven. Let's say it out loud. Just read it right there. In Christ, I am completely forgiven. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, we, we have that past, right? And some of us have trouble getting past our past. Okay? We, we may be even having a great day. It's just an awesome day. And then all of a sudden we see him or we see her or that song comes on, or we, have, we, we get that sense of smell that was there, or we drive by this location, and we just feel condemned. We know about that sin that we did with our friends. And, and not only that, we know about the ones that we did on our own, the ones in our thoughts and, and everything like that, and, and we're just overwhelmed. I just want you to think about this, all right? It's hard to live today when you're holding on to the past. Think about it. It's hard to live today when you got the past right there with you. I I want you to know the Apostle Paul had a past, okay? He was so self-righteous. He stunk, And not only was he self-righteous, he was a murderer. But he received forgiveness. And this is what he said. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Forget what is behind and press forward. Our music team just saying these words from Reckless Love. I'm going to reference this a few times as we start to wrap things up. From Reckless Love. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. You and I, we have a past, but check it out. You don't achieve your forgiveness. You receive forgiveness. It's right there for you. In Christ, I am completely forgiven. Not only that, take away two. In Christ, I am valuable. Let's say it together. In Christ, I am valuable. See, some of you were, were treated by, like trash by someone. And, and so virtually every day, if not every day, you eat from the bowl of shame and you have conceded yourself to that thought and that feeling. You, you just say, they, they treated me like trash. I, I must be trash. Others of us, we, we walk around and we've got like one of those weighted blankets 
over our head, a weighted blanket of guilt. We can't believe we said that thing. We can't believe we did that thing. We hate ourselves. We consider ourselves to be a failure. But you don't define yourself. God does in Christ Jesus. See, you can, you can tell the value of something by what someone's willing to pay for it. I know this will come as a shock to you guys, but like when I go into a store and they've got all these nice clothes, I can just walk by them when I see those price tags. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think so, right? Don't, don't even worry about it. And, and I run a lot, right? And there's some really nice running shoes out there. But you know what? Whether they're really nice or they're just, they're gonna get by, right? I'm gonna wear, run through them in a couple months. So I ain't paying a whole lot of money for them because they're going to be gone. That's just me. But I want you to know, I want you to consider, just take this down deep right now, right now. You, you can never, ever even begin to dream about how valuable you are to God. You can't even begin to dream about how valuable you are to God. First Peter 1 says this, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. The cross of Jesus proves your value. God proves your value. Takeaway number three, in Christ, I am unconditionally loved. Let's say that. In Christ, I am unconditionally loved. See, God can't love you any less than he does right now because he's God and he's love. God cannot love you any more than he loves you right now because he is love. He loves you with all of his being before you were ever even created. From the song, Reckless Love. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You've been so, so kind to me. See, parents love their kids, not because they earned it, but because they're their kids, <laughs> no matter how messy they are, right? Parents love their children, not by performance, but by position. God's our father. He loves us, not by our performance, but by our position. You see, God is bigger than your mess. And you and I, we're pretty messy, but his mercy is more. Listen to these words from Psalm 103 that talks about God's love, his generous forgiveness to us. It says, 
The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. See, that's the gospel. That's the good news. That's God's story of kindness, of love, of forgiveness, of grace and mercy. And it's that story that connects in to our story that is right there when we have an opportunity to make a decision on what we should do. Should we give someone what they deserve or be like God? You see, do we strike back or do we show mercy? And that's for all of our relationships, whether that's a family relationship, a parent-child relationship, a brother-sister, whatever it might be, that, that's a, a teammate, a co-worker position. That, that's someone that you don't know, someone that maybe misunderstands you, maybe someone that just out and out hates you or rejects you for whatever reason. See, because Jesus, and only because Jesus gives you and me a gentle answer when we sin, only because of that we can give someone else a gentle answer when they sin against us. Because Jesus forgives us, and only because Jesus forgives us all our sins, so also we can forgive those who sin against us. Because Jesus loves us at our worst, we can love others at their worst too. Let go of your past. Let go of the past of others. Hold on to the promises and blessings of God because after all, he's holding on to you. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for your mercy in our lives. You don't give us the evil we deserve and you give us the good that we don't deserve. Lord God, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and our minds and our lives with that good news, with that gospel so that we can see that, that in Christ, I'm completely forgiven in Christ. I am valuable in Christ. I am unconditionally loved and that in Christ, I forgive those who sin against me. I can love people, all people, even at their worst, just as you have done for me. Lord, let our world know that you love us and that we love you by the way we love others. We pray this in your name, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.